Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. And first thing that I wanted to say was, um, I hope you're doing well. I know it's been a crazy time, you know, such an uncertain time right now with um, not only what's going on in the world with COVID-19, but what's going on in your personal life, what's going on in your business, and how we're going to be affected by this in the long term. So I just wanted to send you guys some love and support if you're feeling overwhelmed right now. I know a lot of us are feeling uncertain, but I'm here for you. Um, If you need any support, please reach out to me. You can always get a hold of me on Instagram at stephanielong.ca and I'm just here to cheerlead you guys and make sure you're doing fine. So please take care of yourselves. So today I want to bring you an episode all about how to hire your first VA, VA being virtual assistant, how to know when you need to hire a VA, um, what to do when you need to hire, and maybe scaling beyond that. Maybe you're ready to hire your first team member or your first, you know, social media manager or something like that. So what I did was bring on Katie Kidd, who is a hiring and team building coach. Now, what Katie does is help teams start and grow and build out their systems um, and connect solopreneurs with their soulmate team members. Now, Katie is great at this because she's seen behind the scenes of over 100 online businesses, so she knows what works, what doesn't work, and how to have a loyal team that's in it for the long haul. Now, that's really important because we don't want you to just hire a VA or social media manager for a week or a month. We want you to find team members that are going to be with you for the long term, people that really love your business and what you're doing. Now, here's what hiring some of her own dream team did for her revenue. The month after Katie hired her first VA, she more than tripled her revenue um, from the previous month and actually sold 13K in one month. Now, the month after she hired a social media manager, she had her first 25K month and broke the 20K month cash in mark, meaning that was cash in that she brought in that month all in her hand, which is amazing. Not to mention what she's also got is the peace of mind that it's brought her to feel fully supported by rock stars who are obsessed with her mission as she is. Now Katie helps solopreneurs like you grow your dream team so you can make more money, get more shit done, and finally get your life back. So let's dig into um, talking all about a VA and how to know if it's right for you and your business right now. Hey Katie, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Thanks Stephanie, so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on. I know you are the queen when it comes to talking all about virtual assistants and building your business and bringing on employees. So um, I knew you were the right person to talk about this topic. And I would just love everyone to get to know a little bit more about you. So why don't you just tell us kind of your background and how you got involved with this type of work? Mm, yes, I have a unique experience where I've been on both sides of this hiring table. So Uh, Years ago, I started as a virtual assistant or VA myself and worked with all kinds of businesses, like completely different, you know, business models and everything. So I got to know online business pretty well. And then one of my clients was starting a 
digital marketing agency. And so I came on with her more like permanently, not like full time, because as we'll talk about, like full time is not the same online. Mm -hmm. Um, But I started with her and I moved up through doing some like project management and then ultimately was the COO of her digital marketing company. And she built it up. She was working with like the top names in the industry. So I was managing and helping hire our team of like 10 plus at any given time. So definitely had a lot of like hands-on experience in hiring and team culture and leadership and all of that. And then while I was doing that, I started VA coaching. So I was helping women who wanted to start their virtual assisting business get started. And through that, being on that side of it again, I saw so many holes with entrepreneurs who've never hired before, especially I'm sure the people listening to your podcast, they're starting their nutrition business. They're not thinking, oh, I need to be an HR department. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's so many areas where entrepreneurs just need support with hiring and how to lead a team. And that's kind of how I shifted into what I'm doing now, which is a hiring and team building coach. So I can help entrepreneurs be the best leaders, build the best team, have a loyal team, have fun, not be hiring every two months and just really be able to enjoy their business. Mm, I love that. And it's so true. You don't want to just hire somebody and then have to rehire a month or two later because, and I think that's a fear for a lot of people is, Mm -hmm. you know, that giving over everything and, and taking the time, I think up front to like, give everything to a new person? Do you find that that's a big fear a lot of people have? Yes. Hiring is so, it's not like super time consuming, but if you're doing it every two months and you're starting over training someone right when you get in the rhythm with someone else, it's such a waste of time. And yeah, I think that's a big fear people have where they're worried it won't work out too. Like they'll hire someone, they'll give them all their passwords, they'll train them, they'll pay them to learn their business and then it won't work out, and they'll have to hire again and again. And I know that's a big reason why a lot of people put off hiring, because it's just the whole the whole idea of it is just so intimidating. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So why don't we just start then by, I mean, you've already said VA means virtual assistant. So I mm-hmm. think we're all on the same page here. But can you talk a little bit about what is a virtual assistant like maybe in comparison to people know personal assistant? Like what mm-hmm. would a VA do and how would this like help your business essentially? Mm, yes. Okay. So virtual assistant is such a broad term. And since it's, I mean, it's not like a regulated industry or anything. Anyone can just hop online and say, I'm a virtual assistant. So there's a huge range with what people can do. So there are some virtual assistants who might be more of like a personal assistant type person. They might call and schedule your dentist appointment. They might schedule your travel and like really personal things. And then there's other virtual assistants who are super into, basically there's four areas they can help with. They can help with like the personal and like admin things, managing your inbox, your travel, calendar, all that kind of stuff. They can help with social media, you know, planning ahead, making a content calendar. Some of them can write, some of them can't. So you kind of want to be careful with that. And then another area they can help with is tech. So things like this podcast, you could have your VA edit this podcast. They could put together 
your email marketing funnel, anything techie. And then the last area they can help with is design. So anytime you need a PDF designed or a flyer, or business card, and all of that kind of stuff. So that's like the four main areas they can help with. And it really just depends on what you need and the skills you're looking for ultimately of who you're going to hire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how would someone know that they're maybe ready to hire a VA, um, especially those just starting out who are probably like, well, I'm not personally making enough money yet. So how could I distribute those funds you know, to somebody <laughs> else? Um, how do you kind of approach that? Or what do you recommend people look at when thinking to start to hire? Mm-hmm. This is This is probably the biggest fear and the biggest question is, what if I can't pay them every month? What if I commit to paying them and then I have a slow month or yeah, like I'm just starting out. I'm not even really paying myself yet. Like that's a big consideration. And I would say for anyone who's just starting, like if you just graduated or you just started like last month, what you're probably going to be more ready for is maybe hiring like a project to project type person. So you're not really ready for a full-on virtual assistant who's working like five hours a week for you. Just in my opinion, that's just not the best use. Like you need to start making money first. But if you have a project that's super small, like, or like making some PDFs or throwing together your website or like a project-based type thing, I feel like that's more appropriate during that time when you've just started. Um, just cause like I said, you need to start making your money and having consistent tasks for someone to do. It's hard to hire someone quote unquote permanently when you're still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Um, now on the other hand, if you've been in business for, I mean, there's really not like a set amount of time. It's not like, okay, cool. Once you hit six months, you need to hire. Once you hit a year or two years then you're ready, like it's not really the time frame. It's really just your again, like quote unquote success in business, like how much you're bringing in, how much are you paying yourself? Once you get to the point where you're consistently not having $500 months, um, I always say there's three ways to tell if you're ready. One of them is if you're completely drowning. So you just have so much, so many tasks, so much client work, trying to keep up with social media, whatever it is, you're just like, things are just getting missed. Your clients aren't getting their contracts and it's just, you're drowning you're not sleeping, you're not eating, even though, again, like your listeners are nutrition people, and they're probably ignoring their nutrition, because they're just Mm -hmm. so focused on their business. Um, So that's one way. Another way, like I just mentioned, is if things are starting to slip through the cracks, and deadlines are getting missed, or your client, client experience is suffering, that's a telltale sign. And then, so then the third way to tell is if you're having like a revenue roller coaster. So for me, that was a huge thing where like one month I would have a 2K month, the next month I would have a 7K month. It was just so up and down. And a huge reason for that is because I was one month focusing on marketing and social media. And the next month I was, I'd made sales. So I was delivering and doing admin and zero marketing. So just like having the inconsistency in your business leads to the inconsistency in your revenue. Um, so if you're like making sales and it's just not consistent, that can be a sign that you're ready to hire and get support. Mm, yeah, that's really true. I think those are three really important points. I mean, things I've seen myself saying um, personally, and what was the signal for me to hire a VA and get support? Um, mm-hmm. 
I guess one thing that that I worried about, we've kind of already touched on a little bit, but maybe we can go a bit more in depth is, you know, the time it's going to take for you to, you know, train the VA. What do you say to people when they're afraid of taking that time to to make that commitment to train someone or the fear of like the, the person, um, the VA, the support person is not going to get things right. They're going to make mistakes or it's going to take them a lot more time than what it would take me. Like, how do you usually approach that conversation? Yes, this is huge. So what happens a lot of times, and this is what happened to me, actually, I hired someone, I picked her, I hired her. And then her start date came. And I was like, I this week slammed, I'm too busy, I don't have time to train her. Can we push it back a week? And she's like, sure. So then the next week came and literally I was about to send the same email. Be like, dang it, like let's push it back again. And, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'll I'll do this forever. I'll push it back forever. And when you're actually in the training process, it doesn't take as long as you think to slow down. Something that might take you one minute normally, like sending an email, responding to an email might take you four minutes to record a video and explain what you're saying and why and like or create a template and just copy and paste it into your template it's not going to kill you to slow down for a couple minutes and then you never have to respond to an email like that again it'll save you time forever it's like little examples like that it really doesn't take that long to slow down and a lot of times what I recommend is just screen recording what you're doing. If you're doing something that's a repetitive task, stop, do a screen recording and send it to them. Have them write out the step-by-step, have them create the process for it. And then, like I said, you never have to do it again. It's done. It's documented. So for that, that's like a huge myth that it can take a long time. Now, of course, there are some some areas that like might take a little longer. For example, if you hire someone to do your social media, it might take them longer than a day to learn how to write in your voice and talk like you do and just get to know your brand. But ultimately, even if it takes them 20 minutes longer than it would take you, like you're still gaining that time back. And that time is something you can spend on marketing or sales or having a client call and being able to support them better. So that for me, and like they'll get faster. Like right now, I've, I've been working with the same social media manager for like almost a year and a half, and she does everything so fast because she took the time in the beginning to learn it. And now she probably gets stuff done faster than I do because, however, she, I don't know. I literally don't even know how she does it. I don't <laughs> micromanage her process at all. I'm just like, cool, thanks. You sent me some posts. This is awesome. Um, so yeah, like the time you get back is just not even comparable to the few minutes of slowing down and training. Mm-hmm. Even just to be able to take a a breath. I know for me, you know, I have my VA doing a lot of my posting of the podcast. I still do the editing, but they'll post it. They'll get all my show notes ready. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll put it into my podcast hosting um, platform. And, you know, I could... I could do that. And, yeah. and, you know, it only takes me 15, 20 minutes. But even just knowing that that's off my plate is such a relief for me um, that I can go and spend that time elsewhere, even if that's just spending the time doing the dishes or mm-hmm. like watching Netflix, let's be honest, if it's, you know, I know that might not be the best use of this free business time. But sometimes as a business owner, we're filling our plate with so many things that we even just need a break to take a breath. Exactly. Like the mental energy that it takes 
to even just respond to messages for 30 minutes a day. That was one of the first things I had my VA take over when I hired her, was responding to Facebook messages and my email inbox. Realistically, I mean, I had like a high volume, but even then, like 30 minutes to respond. And it was the most stressful task on my list every day. Like I would put it off. I would stress about it. I felt like I was always behind because I couldn't catch up because people respond right when you message them. What's with that? Like, take a minute before you respond. Um, But yeah, like the mental energy, I her doing that for like 30 minutes a day felt like I had 10 hours a day back because I could just breathe again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then I know I touched on it a bit, um, but how do you navigate when you're helping people hire their VA or even hire team members? How do you help them navigate the fear of giving things over and the, yeah, I I don't know if it's like the stress or maybe even like the control, right? I know for me personally, coming from an administrative background, I'm like, I can do these things and I'm scared someone won't do them to the same level that I can do them. How do you navigate that with, with your clients? There's really... There's a couple ways you can approach that. One of them is if you're here to build a business and to help people, you literally can't do it alone. And I mean, just think about the cheesy examples like Steve Jobs. How big would Apple have got if Steve Jobs insisted on staying in charge of development, of sales, of like literally every aspect of the business? Like it would have gone nowhere. So just the reality of owning a business is that you can't do everything. And it's not just like you aren't capable of doing everything. Because like you said, you probably are. But you you can't grow if you insist on holding on to every piece of the business. And sometimes you'll hire people who are better at things than you. And I'm I'm the same. I come from an admin background. I've been a VA myself like a systems person, like there are some things you'll want to hold on to. And maybe it might make sense to hold on to. But my, my social media manager has better systems than I do for social media, like it stresses me out to think about it. And she's just, it's so easy to work with her. So you might hire people who are better than you at things, and you don't even realize it, and they improve your business with their outside eye. Um, But really, yeah, it's just, you, you can't do everything yourself. And if you're not willing to accept that, then fine. Like stay a solo printer with two clients a month for the rest of your life. And that's like <laughs> kind of harsh, but yeah. it's just the reality. Like it's just a reality of business. Um, and then the other side of it too, because your question was how do you like navigate the fear of letting go of control? And that, of course, it's hard. You know, it's you've been in business for however amount of time by yourself, you have created everything yourself. It gets scary. You are sometimes worried they're going to mess things up or just not do it the way you want it. And that's another thing is just because it's not the way you want it doesn't mean it's not right. And if it is wrong, yes, you said this earlier in the podcast, they will make mistakes. Things will happen. And that's fine. I think that's something people take so seriously, like too seriously is little things like, oh my gosh, the wrong photo got posted with this post today. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like it's not the end of the world or like our post, our post didn't get scheduled or the wrong link got sent out or, hey, you said you use this language with a client and we never say that. It's all fine. None of it's the end of the world. None of it's the end of your business. 
And you've made mistakes too. Like you didn't, you can't start your own business and not make mistakes. So it's really just how you handle that, how you coach your team through that and teach them the way that things, like your expectations, the way things need done on your team and like it gets better. It's not just like, oh my gosh, they made a mistake. I have to like, that's a huge thing with my clients. It's like, what do you do when the first project they do comes back and it's terrible? <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. not what you wanted. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes that's devastating, but it's really not. It's just an opportunity to work on your communication to better, like I said, coach them, like lead them, teach them and improve. Mm-hmm. Really like stepping into that leadership role, yeah. going from that, like you said, solopreneur mindset to like, okay, we're a team. And this is actually quite true for how we work with our nutrition clients too. You know, something I teach on the podcast a lot is like being on a team with your nutrition client and not making it an all or nothing scenario where they mm-hmm. do everything 100% correct, correct or everything's, you know, crap, <laughs> right? We have mm-hmm. to give some wiggle room. We have to, everything's not black and white. So it sounds like the same here where it's like there's a mistake that's maybe made and that's okay. We're all human. And how do we just course correct that for the next time? And and do you think that every time there is a mistake, it is imperative that you do teach your VA that, okay, I found a mistake or, hey, next time try it this way. Like, do you suggest always kind of catching those things at the beginning so they don't continue to be made? 100%. And that's a huge mistake I see a lot of entrepreneurs make is that they let it go, especially if they're small things. They'll just like let it go. And then, but they're really like keeping mental tabs of all the things that's, mm-hmm. that are going wrong and they're getting bitter about it. And then you have to have, Uh, an uncomfortable slash courageous conversation with your VA of like all these things are doing wrong and they didn't even know they were doing wrong. So even if it's, it is something small, but it's something you care about sending them a message. Yeah. Asking them to do it different next time, asking them, Hey, that wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Where's the breakdown or, Hey, this is the third time the wrong link got posted. Please tell me what's going on here. Like, how can Mm -hmm. we fix this? So it's like, Yes, addressing them immediately. And actually, my social media manager and I were talking about that a few weeks ago. I She's been working with me for almost a year and a half. And we've never done like a performance review, which is something I, I typically recommend having like, a, you know, a quarterly check-in or something. But it's because we're constantly communicating. <laughs> like anytime mm. something comes up, we talk about it right away. So we don't have, we almost don't have a need for those like formal meetings like that because like when then we get there and we're like cool yeah we have nothing to say because we've yeah. already like yeah over communicated you're, you're not bottling it up so right. it's not like you have to save everything till that like yeah official meeting right you're really communicating throughout yeah which I think is great and I think that's going to create a really really good and trustworthy relationship because I think like you said you don't you don't want to be bottling everything up and then you know your VA might feel that resistance and then all of a sudden you're in this weird relationship where it's like you're not saying something they're feeling off put and yeah I can see how that's probably a lot of how a lot of you know potential hiring relationships could go and then people get turned off from the whole experience. Exactly and a lot of times too if your VA is making a mistake, especially if it's a if it's in the beginning or if it's a consistent mistake, 
that's probably on you. <laughs> like you're probably not explaining it right. Or you just don't know how to communicate effectively. Like with that person, maybe you two are speaking different languages. And if you don't bring it up, you'll keep giving them incorrect guidance. And I mean, that's on you too. It's not like, Oh, this person's making a mistake and it's their fault. It's like, it's both of you, especially if you let it go on. But yeah, like sometimes people's, I might say something to you and I think it's super clear and you misinterpret it. And if you're misinterpreting it every time, I need to say it differently or else mm-hmm. it will just go on forever. Mm-hmm. That's so, so true. It's, it's really a lesson on like being clear with your word, I think, and being really upfront about your needs. That's like when you hire, you're going to get a crash course in leadership, like a totally different kind of leadership than you have with your coaching clients and a crash course on communication. (laughs) Like those two things you just have to step into so quickly. It's, it's just the fastest way to, and you'll probably improve your client communications too. Cause you're like, Oh dang, (laughs) this is something I learned on my team and I can really apply it with my coaching clients as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So where would people start now? I I feel like people are listening to this. They're like, okay, I'm feeling ready. I'm feeling more confident. I'm excited. You know, it's the end of me trying to take everything on my own. Where would they even get started with like looking for a VA, finding the right fit? You know, are there websites? I mean, or maybe talk about your services, how you help people find the the right VA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see a lot of people, especially um, more like brick and mortar or people like in the health and fitness area too, where you just, you Google it. This is what everyone does. You Google it and you come to sites like Upwork or Fiverr, Fiverr, however you say it. Like you come to these sites and you're like, cool, this is how I'm going to do it. And that's a mistake I see a lot of people make too, where, and I'll just talk about this just for just a minute, but like those sites are so global and they're really tempting because you can find cheap work. There are people in other countries who are working for like three and five dollars an hour. So it sounds great, um, but I definitely don't recommend doing those. I've seen so many, so many relationships go south, and it's just really hard to have when you're first hiring. This person's like your business sidekick. <laughs> like they're just in it with you, and it's really hard to build an intimate relationship when you're on sites like that because you have to communicate within them. Sometimes they're from another country. It's just, it's just not great. So just want to say that I don't recommend going to sites like that. Um, What I teach my clients is actually how to find contractors, virtual assistants, social media managers, whoever find them on Facebook, which sounds crazy. Like it's not what people think when they think of hiring, but there's so many Facebook groups for independent contractors that have super high quality people in them. And that's what we go through my programs. We write a a job posting, we post it in these groups, we go through a whole application process. But if you're, and like a lot of times too, it's posting to your network. So if you're like, hmm, I think I need to hire a VA, I'm gonna just post on my Facebook or Instagram and see if anyone knows anyone, especially I don't know when this is going to air, but right now we're recording this with the coronavirus going on. There's so many people who want to work from home. And that doesn't mean you just need to hire Joe Schmo, who's like, I'm bored. I can be a virtual assistant. I don't recommend that either. Um, definitely the key 
the key thing to keep in mind, no matter where you're looking, is to be super, super clear on who you're looking for. And this is similar to creating your ideal client with your coaching business. It's like, who is this person? What, you know, what are their characteristics? What is their personality like? Because you want them to be a culture fit. And then like, what are their skills? So you're really like getting super clear on who your unicorn soulmate VA is going to look like. And then speaking to that. So I don't recommend just posting in your Facebook, I need a VA. And then like I said, hiring your neighbor to do it. But if you can get super clear on the job tasks you think you want them to start on, on the type of person you're looking for, and then check out some Facebook groups for VAs. There's so many, so mm-hmm. many. That's a great recommendation. I never, I never thought to do the Facebook group thing. And I think that's so true. You know, a lot of people with so many skills on there in different groups, like, you know, ready for clients, right? Like just waiting for that right client. Um, So then would you say that um, if somebody was ready right now to work with a VA, they should create more or less a job description or even a job list of like, okay, email responses, Mm -hmm. um, editing my blog posts, things like that before contacting the VA and then saying, hey, I don't know what I need help with. I just know I need help. Like which scenario would be best? Yes, definitely the first one. You want to write out and you can do this a couple different ways. There's so many exercises you can do to kind of determine what your unique ability is. Um, But yeah, making a list of things, all the things you're doing now, you could even catalog like a whole week and literally write down every single thing you do and then highlight the things you don't need to be doing and you might think you need to do them, but like in reality, like just highlight things you don't need to be doing or that you're ready to delegate and then have that written down and solid before you start looking. Cause that's another thing I see people do is just not having that clarity. And if you don't have clarity when you're looking for someone and hiring someone, they're not going to have clarity when they get hired. They're not really going to know what you do. They're not going to know why they're there And they're just not going to be as committed and invested. You want these people to be obsessed with your business, like obsessed Mm -hmm. with it. So -hmm. like that really comes from you having clarity on, on that from the start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're unclear and messy, then they're unclear and messy. And the whole thing's just like a bomb waiting to go off. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm curious then for the next step for the people that maybe have a VA, but they're like, okay, I just have one team member. You know, it's great. We're working together really good, but I have more projects coming down the line. I have more things I could give over. And I know personally, like once I started giving things over, I was like, can somebody just take all of the things? Like (laughs) I just like let go of control completely. (laughs) was like, just take it all. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you're ready to start hiring more of like a team, or more employees like full-time, how do you go about that? So that's something you can approach in a couple different ways. Even if you if you have a VA now and you want to hire another VA or another social or like a social media manager or a project manager, um, you don't have to to bring on employees. You can and I just did a training on this. Um, with an attorney. So this is all like fresh in my mind. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But there's different rules for what makes a contractor versus what makes an employee. So if you want to hire just like a second VA, you can hire a second VA, you could have a team of five contractors, and they all work 
five hours a week for you and they all do completely different things like maybe for you like your podcast editor does like all your tech stuff and then you were like okay cool now I need someone to post on my Instagram like that would be a different person but still the same type of independent contractor whereas employees that's like a whole other arena and Mm. you have to provide like benefits for them time off like there's a lot of this going on in California and a couple other states right now where some business owners and freelancers are being required to be employees and one of my friends she is a uh, she has a VA agency and uh, so she's required to have all of her VAs under her her subcontractors be employees and she has to have workers comp on herself so if she like trips on her computer cord at home, she has to have workers. It's like crazy. So I don't, depending on, I feel like hiring employees is like probably a couple steps past where your listeners are at right now. For mm-hmm. me, like hiring an employee would be when you're like super established and you really need someone to be working on your team, like. 20 plus hours a week and you're requiring them to work certain hours they need to be on calls at certain times of the week and they're just like you're really kind of mandating their time um that's kind of for me that's the distinction Uh, and it's Mm -hmm. possible too I know one thing I'll say and I'm not an attorney so I'm just speaking (laughs) like from what I know but from what I know if you are for example a nutrition coach and you're hiring an assistant nutrition coach to help with some of your clients. That might be something where you want to talk to an attorney because they would need to be an employee. It's Mm -hmm. weird. (laughs) It's weird. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get like too much into it and make this too complicated. But if you're hiring someone who does the same services as you, they have to be an employee. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I wonder if (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's a big topic. And obviously, we're not the experts in that (laughs) in in hiring employees. But um, I think at least I in think, the U.S., that's what it is. Again, this is like- yeah, and then yeah, it's probably province to province here in Canada. It's different. I I know back in the day when I was doing nutrition coaching, um, I had a mentor, a nutritionist who was kind of closing out her business, and she needed to people to take on her clients. But what we did was like a referral basis, so she mm-hmm. would refer the clients to me, and then I would pay like uh, a commissioner fee to her. So at that yeah. time, that's the way it worked, and and um, there might and- still be workarounds. Like I don't. I think this is all yeah. kind of like new and it's becoming a topic people are talking about because of what's going on in some of these, um, like California and other states. But, mm-hmm. but well, yeah. it's good to be aware of too, right? I, I think totally. for the sake of this conversation too, just knowing that like you've got to start somewhere, you got to start small, you know, that first step, even just hiring that first person to take over one task or two right. tasks and then scaling it, like you said, maybe to having someone specifically work on your more technical side of stuff in your business. And then maybe you have someone more for the administrative support. Mm-hmm. Um, do you suggest someone having like a VA that specializes in one of those areas and then having multiple VAs or having a VA that does all of it? That's really a, a case to case basis. I'd say um, it just totally depends on what you need in your business in the beginning for your first hire. You can find someone who can do more than one thing. (laughs) You can find a really solid VA who, like this was me, like I could do tech, I could do some design. I just, 
I just wrote and like designed a sales page last night. Like there are people who can do all the different things that you need. So it just depends on kind of like how much you're willing to pay too. Because if you have someone who's really good at all those things, you might pay a little bit more. Um, I don't think you need to start super niching down until after that first hire. And then once you hire that first person, it's like, cool, right now I'm going to have you do all three of these things. And then once we grow, I'm going to hire someone else and we'll remove one of the things you don't like. So if you like tech the least, cool, let's hire someone else to come in and do the tech and take on some of the other tasks and kind of grow. You can bring that person to grow up. That's what happened when I was at the digital marketing marketing agency I mentioned in the beginning. I started as her VA. The first task she hired me to do was to edit her podcast. And then I ended up over time like just growing. And every time I outgrew a role, we hired someone else for it. So mm-hmm. for your first hire, just like hire someone who can do the things you need them to do. And, and you can just grow and specialize from there. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Remembering it's always a process, right? You're testing, you're, you're seeing what works, what doesn't work. And it's not like um, this final thing, you hire one person and you're stuck with them forever doing all of those things like you can shift and change and hire more support and I love that idea about asking them what do you like doing the least like or what do you feel like is your weakest link and let's hire someone else to take that over yeah right and it really just shows them that you're invested in their growth and their happiness and just leads to a team that's going to stick around yeah I mean at the end of the day like we want it to be that you know, not family experience, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, feel like a little family in a sense, you know, as entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, like we're on our own so much. So if you have another team member to bring on, like you want to get along with them, I'm sure you want to have a really special relationship where you guys can grow together. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I mean, I learned a lot about um, kind of the different ways you could look at um, hiring a VA, like different areas they could support you in. Um, it's been a good reminder for me to actually utilize my VA more (laughs) and not take on everything myself, which I'm sure so many of us are guilty of. Um, constant reminder. I have to remind myself of that. I'm like, why, why am I doing all of this? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I can, I can release and let go and let other people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, where can people find you now if they're interested in, um, hiring you to help them hire or potentially some of your um, program offerings, where can they get a hold of you? Yes. So if you are just starting and you feel like you might be ready, but you're not sure and you're just kind of dipping your toes in, I have a free offer and you can go to katiekid.com slash Stephanie. So specifically for you guys, but it's a free step-by-step checklist on how to hire your first VA. So it's going to take you through all the steps you need to do and just kind of give you more info too on what exactly a VA is, how to figure out what you're ready to delegate, and just kind of guides you through the first couple steps of the process. So definitely go check that out. If you're beyond that and you're like, all right, listening to this podcast was my sign. I need to hire someone, whether it's your first hire or your second or third. I have a hiring boot camp called the Dream Team Boot Camp. And you can go to katykid, C-A-T-Y-K-I-D-D dot com slash bootcamp. And that we go through like literally everything you need to hire someone. And it's really 
really action-based. So it's not another program where you're kind of going through and you're watching videos and like, this is great. I'm going to make a list of all the things I have to do now. It's like, okay, no, we're going to write your job posting in week one. We're going to post it. You're going to get interview templates. Like literally anything that you would Google in the hiring process is in the program. So if you want more info on that, you can go to the link I mentioned. And yeah, either way, I'm excited to support your listeners and hope this helped. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's been a great help. I'll make sure um, everything you mentioned is in the show notes. So if any of you listening want to check out her freebie or get on the bootcamp list, um, I'll put those uh, links in the show notes. And thanks, Katie. This was great. I've really enjoyed having you on. Thanks so much, Stephanie. This was fun. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend, or take us on social media. Catch you next time.